Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we are on a quest. We are on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. Yes, I know it has been a very, very long time since I recorded. But listen, when you find yourself getting in a dark space, when you find yourself just completely overwhelmed with life and all the things that adulting has to offer us, you have to take the time. You have to take the time. And I just, every time I got up to try to record and do something, I would promote and say that season three was coming, just kind of trying to put this fire under my belt, under my belt. What is that? What did, what did they say? Put some fire under my butt. That's what I'm looking for, not belt, right? I think that's what it is. <laughs> Anywho, just trying to motivate myself and hold myself accountable by saying the season is coming out. Da, 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 da. And then I would just sit down and record and nothing like I would put things together and I just didn't feel right. It just it was giving I was giving Lauren Hill vibes like it wasn't sitting with my spirit. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. So what I want to share with you guys and as we're all healing together, it just wasn't sitting well with me. And then also to know and feel like I was in this dark space that I just needed help. We'll talk about that more in anxiety check-in. Um, that has not gone away. We will do our anxiety check-in. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, give a little a little explanation why you're hearing my voice for the first time since November of 2021, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so welcome guys. If this is your first time listening to the Analog Girl podcast, please, after you're done listening to this podcast or this episode, uh, when you're done, let's go on back, you know, and listen to the other episodes I have. I have a lot of different episodes up there on all platforms for you to go and listen to please check them out and only check them out when you're done listening to this episode let me know if you like it um you know shoot me a little note a little dm maybe you know even rate it on apple podcast drop a comment tell me how much this has resonated with you because it also always helps me in these streets with my little street cred and my little podcast street cred if you leave these notes in these comments on these platforms so I would appreciate that also one more housekeeping thing before we get into anxiety check-in um my website theanaloggirl.com is up and running um I have t-shirts for sale I have anxiety killer t-shirts for sale I have hood chicks who meditate uh t-shirts for sale I have hood chicks who love Jesus t-shirts for sale I also have because the fall is coming anxiety killer hoodies there's two versions there's a little more um, expensive. And then there's an affordable version. There's the champion, um, official champion hoodies, because I'm an analog girl. And I like things back in the 90s, you know, what I'm saying so we just going, you know, champion, <laughs> you get it, you see what I did there. Um, so get your champion anxiety killer hoodies at the com, or you can get the original anxiety killer hoodies they're still on sale there at the um and enjoy your your winter and kill anxiety and enjoy your fall too and kill anxiety while you're doing it um I feel like that's it I feel like that's it so we can go on and get into the anxiety check-in 
All right, guys. Um, you know what we like to do before we get to talking about all things here in Anxiety Check-In. I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. And if they're not, we can do our quick deep breathing exercises. Being that it has been a while since we've done them, <clears throat> What we do here um, on the Analog Girl podcast, we do the four, four, four count, uh, inhale, hold, and then exhale. So what you do is you inhale on the four count, hold on the four count, and then exhale on the four count. It is a very calming. This is a tool that I use when I feel a panic attack coming on, uh, when I'm feeling extra, extra anxious, um, when I'm just feeling depressed or sad a lot of the times this deep breathing releases a lot of the tension in your body at that moment it helps you to relax in that present moment so um we all you know I always say it does sound cliche that taking a deep breath oh say go take a deep breath it sounds cliche but it is very 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 helpful when you're in those moments of um overwhelmed and um, no clarity or feeling tense or feeling panicky, you go to your breathing exercises and the 444 helps for me or works for me rather. Um, so let's go ahead on and get into that. Let's inhale on the four count. Hold it. And exhale. Let's do that one more time. Inhale on the four count. Hold it. And exhale. Now you can just roll your shoulders back. You can swing your head from side to side to get a good stretch in. And then we can do one more because I need it, actually. <laughs> so let's inhale. Hold it. And let's exhale. All right. So let's get into anxiety check-in. It's not going to be a lot of funny stuff I'm talking about today. It's not going to be um, just when it's a little heavy. It's a little heavy. Um, and, um, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to talk about the heavy, get that out the way, and then we can talk about all the other stuff. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so anxiety check-in for me. Um this has been an entry, like 2022 has been interesting. It's not been an awful year. Um, it has been a quite interesting year and a, an eye-opening year. And I'll tell you what happened with me at the top of the year. Um, I've been in therapy and I've been uh, figuring, trying to get to the bottom of a lot of my insecurities um, and a lot of my emotional pain. Um, and getting to the bottom of that, I had realized that since a very young age, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I don't know what is it. Is it a frog in the back of my throat or what? Gosh, get out of here. So, um, you know, realizing that a lot of my emotional pain, uh, and confusion, uh, stems from 
a, a very long time ago when I was a teenager. And I was starting to peel back the layers in therapy of where these traumas happen, when these traumas happen, how these traumas happen, why these traumas happened. Um, and then realizing that I lived a lot of my life, like majority of my life, I lived on autopilot. And what I mean by that is that I, like, I have my memories, I have good memories, um, and, and things of that nature, but just remembering as, as emotions, as it pertains to emotions and handling my emotions, I kind of like just was on autopilot the whole way through life. And just now realizing that, um, almost 35 years I've got, I have to heal of being on autopilot and not, not really acknowledging or embracing those emotions and those traumas that I had along the way throughout those years. So, um, it became very, um, it was very disheartening to me to find out and to realize that a lot of my life was on autopilot and a lot of my life, I was very numb to a lot of things. And, um, just why I had these defense mechanisms of ghosting people and being okay with just disappearing from people's lives or, you know, just cutting people off and, or, you know, when people cut me off, just never really processing that. I'm gonna have to pause because I see a B in here, not happening not happening. All right. So we had an interruption. I had to get busy. All right. There's a beehive that has been built. These bees have built their own home on my fire escape. It's making me itch. They are out here just a living and a living and a living and a living and a living rent free on my fire escape. And they got to get out of here. They got to get out of here. So my super is going to have to get, get, Get up here soon, as soon as he can, because I'm getting sick of this. Anyway, back to my conversation, back to what we was talking about. So a lot of my life was lived on autopilot. A lot of it was very much um, masked with laughter. You, you know, got to laugh to keep from crying. Um, we don't got time to be depressed um, just being a preacher's daughter, you know, being in the church and just having to, um, create these facades that I'm okay. (laughs) Just having to do that and doing it involuntarily and doing it, not knowing that that's what I was doing. Um, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of issues that I had in my life, like I was always in trouble or getting kicked out of school or getting sent home or getting a beaten or just a lot of stuff that was going on, running away from home, a lot of stuff that was going on. I'm realizing it was just like this, like just on autopilot. So me coming to terms with that at the top of the year, it depressed me. Um, I thought I I knew that I was in a healing process and I had healed from depersonalization and, you know, healed and wrote this book and, you know, learning how to navigate my thoughts and being able to combat these difficult 
um, intrusive um, thoughts that I would have. And I, I think I got to that point when I was in therapy, realizing like, wow, you know, a lot of this stuff I was doing and dealing with, I was de- I was on autopilot. It kind of made me feel like a failure. And so feeling like that, I just didn't feel motivated to record. I didn't feel motivated to share with you guys. I didn't feel motivated to um, do this podcast because it made me feel like a failure. It made me feel like an imposter. It made me feel like, um, what the hell am I going to talk to them about? Because, you know, I just, (laughs) you know, like I don't feel good about myself. So, um, that is where I was at for a couple of months, you know, and I think that I had, I was able to keep that to myself because I don't think my friends even knew like that, like how deep, deep rooted the depression was for me from like January until I'm going to say it started lifting, literally started lifting, uh, maybe mid July. (laughs) So like it's starting to lift like now. So it was a very, very rough road. Um, I kind I did distance myself and like retreat a lot. Um, but I don't really feel like, I don't know that. And I, every time I feel like, and this is no fault of anyone in my friend circle, if they just so happen to be listening, but I feel like because of the person that I am in my friendships, I'm always doing these quirky, weird things, making people laugh and loud. And just, I do think I seem to come off very resilient. I don't think that it really resonates with people how much pain I can be in or emotionally or how deep my depression can be and how, just how painful, how mentally painful it is for me to be in these spaces. I don't think that it resonates with them. So I oftentimes have to retreat and pull back even with my mom, like, or, you know, my family, I just don't think it really resonates with people how bad it can get for me. So I've had to retreat and just, you know, take some time for myself and just, you know, figure these whole thing, all these things out. So in all of that, I have, um, I'm still in therapy, but I've also picked up a psychiatrist because at this point, y'all, I really do believe that we're going to have to start talking about some meds here because <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I ain't just, I just ain't trying to be like this all the time. And I feel like, um, what do they call it? Um, medicine management might be, um, might be a tool for me to use, not not long term, but something to help me to kind of come out of this fog. So I am exploring medicines too as well, which we could possibly talk about in this season of Analog Girl too as well. I know that that is a, I know that black people, I know we are just like, what medicine? Like we're not doing that. I'm not with that. Um, but it, for me, it is something I'm exploring. Um, so I feel like, you know, now I'm starting to come out of this fog. I'm, I'm a little more motivated to do things. I'm working out. Um, you know, I hate to even speak on it because I just don't want to lose the momentum, but those are the things that are happening right now. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm prayerful that I'm on the right road, road to, um, continue this healing journey. And, and also realizing guys, when we say we're on a healing journey, that the journey will never end. 
and healing is not linear. So there is going to be all of these bumps in the road as we're healing. Um, we're going to be in our 60s and 70s and we're still going to be healing. So we have to come to terms with that. What we will be healing from then, I don't know, but we're just going to live in the present moment now and heal the things that we have to work on right now. So that has been... Um, that has been my journey um, thus far this year, uh, just trying to figure out and get to the bottom of like, I wanted to like this year, I was like, I'm going to get to the the common denominator, the foundation, the ground zero. That's what it is. I wanted to get to ground zero of why I operate to do what I op- wait, what, what, what's an episode? What's an episode without twisting up these damn words? I wanted to get to the ground zero of why I think the way I do, why my emotions are the way they are, why I react to things the way I do. And who knew that getting to the bottom of that, though, would have paralyzed me for about six months. <laughs> so um, beware, though, like when you're doing the work that that is something that is to be expected and how you handle it might not be the way that I handle it because I just, you know, I kind of retreated and went into this. Um, like I just was like, Oh, at one point I was just in the bed on the couch, not doing nothing, drinking mad champagne, drinking mad wine, like eating mad food, gain mad weight. And that's not the best way to cope with things, but I had to be in that moment. I had to accept it for what it was and then realize like, this is not going to be like this always. I'm coming out of this and, and I am now coming out of that right now as we speak. So I, I had to give myself grace in that moment. I hate, I don't know why I hate it, but I don't like saying, I don't like the term gives myself grace, give myself grace. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've had a hard time giving myself grace. So that's probably something that I need to explore more. Um, but I did have to give myself grace and be kind to myself in this situation that I was in these feelings that I was having. Um, so I feel like now I'm coming out of this. I'm feeling a lot better. I still am in a, I, I think now I'm in a, well, what is it, Lord? Okay. Like what so so now that we're we're now that you are opening my eyes to all of this stuff, all of this pain, all of these things that I disassociated from in my past, and you've opened my eyes to what actually has happened to me emotionally, um, and spiritually and what has happened to my soul. Now that you have opened my eyes, Lord, like, what is it, you know, and I feel like it's imperative for us to have that conversation with God or whom, whoever your God is or whatever you do, universe, what start to have those conversations once we start to pull those layers back and doing and continuing to do this healing. So now I'm in this space of, well, what now, Lord, you know, what is it? What do you have for your girl? Okay. Because. I don't want to be stagnated. Like I want to, I want to build. I, I want to, um, I want to have abundance. I want to be able to be a blessing to other people. So like, how can we get there? So I, I say all this to say that if you are in this dark spot, if you are in a dark space, you know, 
don't be afraid to, you, you know, you got to like dig, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to dig and go deep, figure out why it is you're there. It is going to be very painful when you figure out why, like when you get to like, like we know, like, like I've always said prior to like, oh, I got daddy issues or, oh, you know, these things happen to me as a black child or as a dark, you know, these traumas happen. Da, 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 da. But when you like really peel back the layer and go to that like one moment in time when you were say, I don't know, like for me, I, I want my first moment of feeling silenced and not having a voice was in kindergarten. Right. I had I never really tackled that as an adult. And when I would tell this story before, I would tell it from a place of comedy. Like because it is it can it can be funny. But because I was telling it from a place of comedy, I don't really feel like I was dealing with the severity of that situation and what that did to me from a child. And the issue um I'm talking about was a moment where I didn't have a say in what I could wear on Halloween and um, my father just stepped in and he did, you know, he did what he did and he made me wear a certain costume. I didn't want to wear it. And I was very, very mad. I was very upset about that. And I remember crying and just, you know, not being able to wear what I wanted to wear and express myself the way I wanted to express myself. And I realized in therapy that I think was the very beginning stages of me feeling like I don't have a voice. And so throughout the rest of my life, it was a little girl who was fighting for people to hear her voice or fighting to speak up for herself or fighting the urge to retreat and not speak up for herself and feeling like she didn't have a voice. So you have to be very careful when you are pulling back these layers, be open, be receptive when you're pulling back these layers and expect to not feel good about it. Expect that it might stunt you. It might paralyze you for a couple of months. Um, but have people to talk to about this. Have have a therapist to bounce ideas off of and bounce these thoughts off of and um, new ways of healing and coming out of that. Because once you get down in there and dig deep and get all that stuff, um, I think the reward is astounding. You know, because now... I have got all digged down. I've dig. I've dug all deep down in that nasty, gritty, 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 gritty stuff that was going on from with me since a little child. And now it's like it's 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 opening a world of healing for me now. Like I do feel like, well, now that I've gotten to the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel of what all these things and all these emotions and where they come from, like there's nowhere to go but up now. Okay. I done went all the way down to the, to the earth's crust. Okay. And so there's nowhere else for me to go, but up from here. So, um, I just wanted to be 
an encouragement or, or give a word of encouragement to anybody out there who is on this healing journey, who's just trying to figure out like, why the hell do I feel this way? Like what is going on? I just can't seem to get right. I, I'm not motivated. Um, my thoughts are jumbled and all over the place. Half the time, the thoughts you think can be morbid as fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so many things that be going on in your mind. So I say all that to say, um, don't be afraid to explore, dig deep, and be aware that it is not going to be a fun feeling thing. Be aware that um, it might take a lot out of you. <laughs> so be aware of that, be cognizant of that, and make sure that you have close friends a therapist or a psychiatrist or something to help you navigate those feelings as you do that. Um, because I do think that is an imperative for us to do that on our, as we get older in our healing journey, um, to get closer and closer to those peaceful, abundant days that we're all, um, looking for and, and desire, uh, in our lives. Um, and I just, you know, was reading a story yesterday about a young woman and, I don't, I never knew about her, um, until, um, until yesterday. And her name is, I believe her name is Raven. Uh, yeah, her name is Raven K. Jackson. Um, and she apparently committed suicide. Um, and she left a very long letter, uh, to her boyfriend. And in reading her letter, um, I, I, um, I felt like I was reading a letter that I had written. So when I say that, I mean, like, you know, y'all have listened to me talk about how I struggle with depersonalization and how, you know, that was the most bizarre time of my life. Like, I didn't know if I was coming or going. I didn't know if I was dead or alive. Um, I did, I just, I, my, I did not feel real. I felt like, um, I felt like I was just a stranger in my, in my body. And I, you know, just really, really, um, felt very very off <laughs> like just that's all I could say I would always be like yo I feel off I feel off and reading her letter it kind of it, it validated that these these were actual feelings I was not the only person in the world who was feeling this way um but it also saddened me that um she she chose to she chose to leave this world um I wish that you know people like her I could have been able to get in contact with or people like her that I could you know come across to talk to them and and let them know that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel when you are in those spaces as dark as it may seem you know and I don't I don't feel like you can ever like I feel like when it comes to anxiety and depression like experience those things like the depersonalization got to be the darkest of the darkest of the darkest like I don't know that it could get any worse than that because it is the wildest, wildest feeling to look up at the sky and be scared, to, to look, walk out into your, your, your living room 
and it don't feel familiar to you. It don't feel real, you know? And those are the things she was saying. Like she didn't feel her relationship was real. She didn't feel like she was real. She didn't feel like her, her career or, or her Instagram. She didn't think any of that was real. Like it doesn't, you don't connect with you. You're completely disassociated from all the things around you because of your trauma, because of the traumas that we have gone through in life and our bodies are conditioned to disassociate from things that cause us pain or, or we, we feel is, is harmful. Our bodies will disconnect and disassociate from all that stuff to protect us. Um, but what we don't realize is, is that as our bodies are protecting us, it's just a gross feeling (laughs) to be in when our bodies are protecting us. So, um, I just wanted to give a, 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 you know, a kind and encouraging word to to you all out there who are feeling or or who read her letter and resonated with that and felt like, yo, I, you know, I, I, I feel the same way if you and and you're feeling those suicidal thoughts, because I also spoke about this briefly with my friends as we were talking about um, this young woman and I remember clearly when I was going through the depersonalization like the words suicide coming up for me and I was just like wait a minute no like no I'm not doing that I'm not doing that and it was just immediate in me and in my spirit to fight and I'm not saying that I'm not speaking on on this young woman or saying that she did not fight or anything I'm just saying for me and my experience for some reason I don't know why, but it just, when I heard those words and I, and it was almost like, you know, that was an option. I did not, I couldn't, I couldn't come to terms with that option. And I immediately, um, started to fight. Um, so I do know that when you're in that space, yeah, it will overtake you and make you feel like, well, this is not real. So if this is not real, then I got to see what else is out there in the other worlds and this kind of stuff. Like it happens and it, and it trips you out. So if you're out there and you're feeling that way, nine times out of 10, you are experiencing very high anxiety and depression. Um, you are experiencing something called depersonalization and derealization. Look it up, Google it, look at the symptoms, see if that is something, if it, if it pertains to you and what you're going through and then realize that going through that and feeling that way, you can heal. You can heal from this. You can come out of it. Um, you won't, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It does take you to get up and fight. It does take you to to start speaking the word of God that you have learned using your words as um, weapons against these thoughts that um, come and try to 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 um, destroy you. So don't don't feel like you're the only person out here that is going through this kind of stuff and feeling these kind of weird feelings and feeling like you're not real. That's the one thing that resonated with me the most is because that's all I kept saying to people, yo, I don't feel real. This doesn't feel real. Everything feels like a dream. And people would just be looking at me like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) And I was just like, yo, nothing feels real. Like I didn't feel connected to my mother. I didn't feel connected to my son. And so if, if I could help one person today, Please know that you are not alone. 
that this is curable, that you can come through, you can, you can get through this, you will be okay. You will be okay. And I know this for a fact because there has been many people now since I've started Analog Girl who have reached out to me and told me that they were experiencing the same thing and I would help them and I would jump on the call with them and talk them through, maybe coach them. Um, How I know that they're okay, I don't hear from them no more. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't hear from no more they don't want to be in my dms no more um I know they okay you know what I mean because if they were still feeling the way that they were feeling I know that they would still be in my dms like yo had did this happen like because you always want to ask questions like so how long did it last for you like I know that they're okay because you don't hear from them no more that's just like the guy Sean O'Connor who helped me through my experience he ain't gonna hear from me no more because I'm good I don't I don't I don't have those disconnecting uh, uh, um, experiences anymore. And when I do feel myself on the verge of disconnecting or on the verge of feeling a little depersonalization, I know exactly what it is. I know that it's anxiety. I know it's depression. And I know that um, there's something that I need to, there's something else going on that I need to figure out what it is so that I get to the bottom of it so that the depression and the anxiety and the depersonalization the personalization can subside. So I want to send my thoughts and prayers out to uh, Raven K. Jackson's family and friends. Um, um, my heart really, really goes out to her and everyone who has been affected by that. And um, yeah, I just wanted to get on here and, and talk with you guys and just... <clears throat> encourage anyone anyone else or anyone who's even saw or heard her story um and feeling those thoughts of confusion to know that just reach out to someone talk to someone there's numbers I'm gonna leave numbers for suicide prevention the hotline I'm gonna leave those in my description box I'm gonna leave all kinds of resources for you guys to reach out and call someone or talk to someone, even if it's a friend. Hell, even if it's me, y'all, at this point, DM me, I will help you, okay? Because we have got to help each other, (laughs) and we got to stay the course. We got to stay the course, and we got to see all the things that God has planned for us. We definitely, we, we have that. That is, that is what, that is what this life is, is, is about. So, I would hate for any of us to miss out on the things and all the beautiful things that God has planned for us in this journey. So with all that being said, y'all ain't going to let y'all hold me no more. Uh, I'm going to give y'all back y'all time um, and and your headphones and your speakers, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And until next time, thank you for listening to the Analog Girl podcast. I really appreciate y'all love um, and your support. And I'll see you on the next episode.